Well, this lady poured out her heart, apologizing over and over for the hate and anger and the bitterness she had felt toward her husband. She apologized for the bad thing she wanted to happen to him. And she said, you treated me wrong. I know that. But I forgive you for that. And I ask you to forgive me for the attitude I have had towards you. Welcome to the Parable Podcast. Thanks for joining Family Life on-air host, Randy Snavely, as he digs into the story lessons taught by the world's greatest teacher, Jesus. In this episode, it's part two of Don't Bite Back, taken from chapter 18 of the Gospel of Matthew. The servant who has been forgiven now represents a child of God, and he messes up big time. A fellow servant owes him money, but not nearly as much as what he owed the king. The forgiven servant responds to this servant harshly. He grabs him and starts choking him, demanding payment. The second servant responds exactly the same way the first servant did to the king. He falls to his knees and begs for more time to raise the money so he can pay him back. But instead of having pity on him, he has him thrown in jail. Now make no mistake here, this second servant was in the wrong. He owed a debt that he didn't pay. The first servant had every legal right to demand repayment. But because of what had just happened to him, he had no moral right to demand that payment. He doesn't need the money anymore. His debt had already been paid. The sins committed by the second servant were so minute compared to the sins the first servant committed against the king that the first servant should have had no problem whatsoever forgiving the second servant. Here's the application. In light of what God has done for us through Jesus' death on the cross and the forgiveness given, we ought to also forgive others no matter what they have done to us. Pastor Ingrid goes on to say, It is impossible to receive forgiveness gratefully from one and to refuse it vengefully to another. When I choose to receive forgiveness, I obligate myself to practice forgiveness. Other servants in the king's palace understood what the first servant was doing was wrong, and they reported his actions to the king. And the Bible tells us the king gets angry. He turned the servant over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. Now, this scene confuses a lot of people. They think the servant has lost his salvation. But the message in this third act is not dealing with an eternal issue. It's concerning the here and the now. We Christians sin. All sin is wicked. The servant is called wicked because he has sinned, not because he has lost his salvation. And in fact, verse 32 reaffirms his forgiveness. The Lord says, I canceled all that debt of yours. He doesn't come back with, well, I guess it didn't work. Instead, he says, I completely forgave you because you begged me. And since I had compassion on you, don't you think you should have had pity on him like I did for you? 
The king did not say you should have given him the opportunity to work off the debt. No, he tells the servant that he should have freely and completely canceled the debt the same way it had been done for him. It's a natural reaction for the master to get angry over this. God gets angry at sin. When we Christians sin, God gets angry. He is not happy with us. And if you don't think that's true, Hebrews 12.5 needs to be revisited. God is speaking to his children, believers, followers of his, and he says, My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline, and do not lose heart when he rebukes you, because the Lord disciplines those he loves, and he punishes everyone he accepts as a son. The Lord disciplines us to get us to come back to him with a confessing, repentant heart. Until that happens, if we continue to refuse to forgive a brother, the punishment and torture will continue. Now, the torture often comes in the form of slavery. We become slaves to those whom we want revenge on. Our hearts and minds can be overwhelmed with evil thoughts, and they can consume us. Bible teacher Warren Wearsby said, The world's worst prison is the prison of an unforgiving heart. If we refuse to forgive others, then we are only imprisoning ourselves and causing our own torment. And S.I. McMillan observed, The moment I start hating a man, I become his slave. He even controls my thoughts. I can't escape his tyrannical grasp on my mind. When a waiter serves me steak, it might as well be stale bread and water. The man I hate will not permit me to enjoy it. You are listening to Family Life's Parable Podcast, Don't Bite Back, Part 2. It's taken from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 18, verses 21 through 35. Years ago, Family Life's Performing Arts presented a theatrical production that had me playing a very bad person. I was an evil, wicked man. I had a harem of women and I treated them badly, abusing them both physically and emotionally. It wasn't a part that I relished playing, but I understood why it needed to be played. Well, after the show was over, cast members lined up in front of the stage and the audience was given a chance to meet and greet us. One lady came up to me and I could tell there was anger in her eyes. She grabbed my hand and she said, you are exactly like my husband and I hated him for how he treated me. I was a bit alarmed and then she started crying and I could feel the eyes of others around us looking just to make sure everything was okay. In between her sobs, she blurted out, My husband died last month, and I have been haunted by the fact that I never forgave him. And now I can't. He's gone. Because your character was so much like my late husband, would you be willing to stand in as him so I can forgive him? I have to be released from what I am suffering. 
Well, I confess to you, I, I was speechless for a few moments. I didn't know really what to do or expect. And finally I said, okay. Well, this lady poured out her heart, apologizing over and over for the hate and anger and the bitterness she had felt toward her husband. She apologized for the bad thing she wanted to happen to him. And she said, you treated me wrong. I know that. But I forgive you for that, and I ask you to forgive me for the attitude I have had towards you. And I looked at her and said, I forgive you. We prayed together, and when we finished, it was obvious to all of us around a huge burden had been lifted from that lady's shoulders. She had been freed from the pain and the bondage she was in. Not forgiving is just wrong. Paul said in Ephesians 4 that we are to forgive one another, even as Christ forgave you, so also do you. Proverbs 19.11 tells us it is a man's glory to pass by a transgression. Jesus tells us to forgive our enemies and demonstrate that you are children of your Father. That's in Matthew chapter 5. Ladies and gentlemen, never, never are you more like God when you forgive. This has been the Parable Podcast with Randy Snavely. Click the subscribe button so you'll know when new episodes are released. And be sure to check out Family Life's other original podcasts, including If That Makes Sense, Business by the Book, and Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim. Family Life is a listener-supported ministry. Your partnership makes podcasts like this possible. Find out more at familylife.org.